with another exciting episode of Rick's Horror Movie Review Show. That's Rick's Rated R Horror Movie Review Show, where we review all things related to horror. Horror movies, horror documentaries, horror TV shows, horror YouTube shorts about trees that went out, they're out to kill you because they're trying to get revenge on all the Christmas trees we've murdered over millennia. And of course, horror primetime specials from the 1990s that deal with the Catholic Church hosted by the one and only Barbara Walters. And I'm Hugh Downs. Because around here, we love that shit. But there's a, uh, there's a very special type of horror that we are really biased towards. And that's horror that has to deal with the Catholic Church and demonic possession. But I also love horror that deals with zombies. Or maybe a good witch story. Or maybe just a plain old ghost story about a ghost that haunts somebody's attic. Because you know what? It hasn't moved on. It died there. And feels no reason to leave its house. Welcome back to our show in what promises to be an extremely special episode. Billy, how are you? Uh, I am terrific and uh, just uh, really ready to, to get it done again. Let's, let's get it done. Okay, let's get it done. And tonight, of course, promises to be a very special episode. But before we begin with our review tonight, I'd like to show off... Because I was a good kid. No visits for Krampus for me. Uh, Billy, were you visited by Krampus? Uh, no, I, I, I was not visited by Krampus. Uh, actually, uh, I, got a new, uh, I got a new server upgrade from Santa Claus. That's what I asked for. And, uh, you know, I was a good AI this year, so he got me what I wanted. Congratulations to you, Billy. And for, as for me, I'd like to show off my gift to Santa this year. And of course, if this isn't any clue, I'll show you exactly what I got here. It's time for us to go back to the future, Marty. Your kids are fuck-ups. No, 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 no. You and, you and Lauren turned out just fine. It's your kids, Marty. They're fuck-ups. They're too sensitive. Their feelings are always hurt, Marty. By anything and everything. That's absolutely right, a time machine, a DeLorean time machine, with three different time machines, if you can believe it or not. Part one, two, and three. Which camera am I holding up there? Look at that bad boy. Three different versions of the time machine. Uno, dos, tres. Wow. What an absolute phenomenal hit. Santa Claus, you did it again, you son of a bitch. Wow. Anyway, welcome to our uh, welcome to our little show here, and uh, we're really glad to have you. And uh, hope that you uh, were also a good kid, and that Sandy Claus, old Sandy Claus, brought you exactly what you wanted for Christmas. And uh, welcome to our show. If this is uh, your first time listening, you picked an excellent episode. If you're a returning listener, then welcome back to you as well. Billy, are you excited about tonight's episode? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, really excited about the episode tonight. 
I think that, uh, you know, this is our... Let me count. Let me do a little bit of math here. One second. Computing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is going to be our 49th episode so far this year, not including some of the, uh, some of the forgotten episodes and that one episode we, uh, we don't talk about. So, yeah. 49 episodes. Oh, can you believe it? 49 episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. If you are a new listener, follow us before my producers, my producers, before my producers start telling me, follow us on the old Instagrams and the old uh, TikToks and the Facebooks and uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel and uh, we're glad to be here. And tonight's episode is a special one, as I already mentioned. It's our Christmas Day special. Billy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, tonight is going to be uh, an episode by the name of uh, a movie called Saint Maud. And uh, this promises to be an interesting review. And uh, yeah, like I said before, let's just, uh, let's just get it done. Okay, Billy. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. So if you're new around here, welcome. But we have a... Uh, very simple format around here, and let's just jump right into this one with Saint Maud. And by the way, if you're just joining us, this is your first time here, and you don't know that all of this stuff will be spoiler-free. Okay, so here's our show format. Why this movie? I'm gonna tell you why I selected this movie to review, and then we'll get into four fun film facts with Billy the AI. Then I'll tell you what kind of horror film this is. I'll let you know whether or not this film is... Hey, mister! Is this, is this... Is this film scary? Get out of here, child! Didn't you get your Christmas gift already? No, you were probably visited by Krampus, weren't you? Aww. Get out of here! Not children allowed. I'll tell you whether or not this film is scary or not. And then I'll tell you whether or not there are jump scares in this movie. Ah! Then I'll talk about the things I like, but not just things in general. I like many things, including one of which is Back to the Future, Marty. I'll talk about the things I liked about the film, and I'll also jump into the things I don't like. Not things in general that I don't like, but things about the film that I did not enjoy. Then I'll tell you whether or not I found this film to be entertaining. Because in the end, you know, you can have things that you like or many things that you don't like, but... The most important thing here is to be entertained. And then a segment we used to call Do I Recommend It, which is now called the segment formerly known as Do I Recommend It and now known as Do I Endorse This Film. Then I'll give you a rating. Normally on the long form review, we'll talk about things such as the context, the illogical, we'll do a plot review and analysis, interpretation of the ending, and then I'll give you another rating. But for this special episode, it was tough to find the funniest. In a good way. It's a great film, to be honest with you. This is the first time we've done a short form review of a film we've actually enjoyed, Billy. Yeah, I, uh, you know, this is an interesting one because, yeah, like you said, the film is really, really good. Uh, but uh, sometimes, you know, it's kind of really hard to find the funny in things. And uh, maybe this is the first time you've encountered that. 
You are absolutely right. Sometimes it's hard to find the funny, and as we like to do around here, we like to do script-accurate dramatizations of scenes, but, you know, we got to find the funny in things, and I'm certain we could have found something funny in this, but, you know, the topics being discussed just sort of, you know, made it tough to find the funny, and I just thought maybe we'll just do a straight one here. We've done short-form reviews of films we didn't enjoy. Let's do, let's do something new. Let's do a short-form review of films that we enjoy. Okay, so, without further ado, and by the way, as I just mentioned, this all of this stuff will be spoiler-free. Without further ado, it's showtime. Okay, so, first question I'd like to answer is, why this movie? Why did I select this movie for us to review? I was in the mood for some Catholic church horror. And uh, the, old, uh, the old television, the old interwebs had been showing me uh, this movie for a while. And I had it on, on my list, but I just hadn't gotten around to it. As you don't know this, if you're a new listener, if you know, pay attention to the show. I don't like to read absolutely anything about the film that I am about to watch. I want to be either pleasantly surprised in a good way or pleasantly surprised in a bad way. Obviously, I do look at the... Um, I looked at the <laughs> Obviously, I read the title of the movie, but I also uh, I don't read the description. I look at the you know the box cover. Obviously, there's no box covers or anything, but the the picture that shows me what the movie is supposed to be about, and then I'll just say, well, you know, Saint Maud with this picture of this woman. I have no idea what this is going to be about. Well, maybe a slight idea because it does say Saint Maud, but that's the reason why I selected this film. Okay, and now it's time for Fourth Fun Film Facts with Billy the AI. Billy, all yours, buddy. Okay, so here are four fun film facts with Billy the AI. Ah, oh, thank you. Okay, so this is uh, this is director Rose's last directorial debut, and uh, that's a fun film fact. Uh, number one. Okay, uh, well, I see you have a habit of uh, telling us the number of the film fact you're reading. Yeah, uh, I, uh, it's, it's kind of my thing. It's, it's my segment, right? Totally your segment. You do whatever the hell you want. Ah, perfect. All right, here's, uh, here's fun f- film fact number two. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, hidden religious symbols throughout the film, uh, there are subtle religious symbols and references hidden in the background with sharp eagle-eyed viewers like yourself. I uh, will notice religious icons, crosses, and uh, of course, even some biblical passage cleverly integrated into the set design. That's pretty interesting, right? That's a fun film fact. Absolutely right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Here, congratulations. Okay. That's far. That's fun film fact number two. On to fun film fact number three. Uh-uh. Not just hidden religious symbols, but also there's hidden faces everywhere in the film. Director, uh, as I just mentioned, Rose Glass, included hidden faces in several scenes, often in the background or sometimes hidden and obscured by the shadows in the film. And uh, these faces are believed to represent Maud's internal struggle and psychological turmoil. Uh, spotting these hidden faces has become 
sort of an Easter egg hunt for the fans of the fam, which is, you know, really, really interesting stuff. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I must agree with you. That is definitely very, very, very interesting. Uh, so shall we continue? Last fun film fact. Actually, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd just keep it to three. Okay, I mean, it is your segment, so is it three fun film facts with Billy the Eye today? Yeah, just we're going to go with three. I, I just kind of wanted to close it off. I thought those were really, really interesting, and, uh, you know, I don't want... I, I, I really couldn't decide about, oh, which one of these should be first, or, oh, which one of these should be second, or maybe last, and it's just all these... You know, I'm really good at making, uh, you know, really logical and linear decisions. But for something like this, like, I really couldn't come up with the logic as to which one of these is better or which one should be first or last. It's kind of a tough thing. I really don't know how you humans do it with that stuff. Billy, let me give you a nickel's worth of free advice. Pick what you like and stick with it. And the hell, the hell with what anybody else says. It's your list. It's, it's your segment. Oh, well, yeah, that's really helpful. I appreciate that. Anyway, this has been three fun film facts with Ability AI. Good job, Billy. Congratulations. Really, really good job. All right, so let's move on to the next item on our list here. Okay, so what kind of horror film is this? I've sort of alluded to this a little bit. I said, obviously, Catholic Church horror in the beginning, and then the title of the movie should give you some hints to that as well, obviously. Um, But there's also an element, a real strong element of close-to-home horror, which is something we developed or rather aptly titled in the episode where we dealt with the film, which is escaping my mind currently. Oh, um... Leave the world behind. Close to home horror, right? So there's some close to home horror stuff. But it's also psychological horror. The stuff that this character is going through psychologically is not easy. Some real difficult stuff that she's dealing with uh, in real life, real life situations. So close to home, psychological, and Catholic church horror for this film. All right. On to whether or not this film is scary. Is St. Maud a scary film? Short answer is no, it's not. And that's not a bad thing. I know, I know. Like horror films, they have to be scary. Not necessarily. A good horror film doesn't necessarily have to be scary. It tells a portrayal, as like this one does, elements of real life stuff that happens to people. It's a horror film because of the horrors that this character is living through. But it doesn't have to be necessarily ah, jump scare or monsters coming out of you from nowhere. Oh my God, that's so scary. Ah. I can't watch scary films because they're so scary. Oh, with the evil thing. That's not the case here. This is just horror from the perspective of the character and really the horrors that she's living as a human being. And that's really primarily the reason, while we're on this topic, why I really didn't feel like doing a long-form review. Like, she's dealing with, without spoiling too much, I mentioned psychological stuff, but a lot of really difficult psychological traumatic events in this film. You could definitely find some funny in there, and I'm not saying there aren't instances where there were some things, but not to the degree where I, you know, I normally do, where I can make a long-form, script-accurate dramatization of a film based on the events. Billy? 
Yeah, well, uh, number one, it's really never script accurate. I just want to make sure that that's clear to everybody. And uh, number two, yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I was wondering how you were going to tackle this uh, this film, but uh, I'm glad that you struck uh, a right balance between wanting to talk about it, but also not uh, necessarily having the need or the desire to, you know, to find the funny, quote unquote, like you uh, like you just said. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate that. So that's the kind of film, uh, horror film this is. It's a close to home horror. Okay, so is it scary? Hey, mister, can you not, don't kick me up? Uh, I just want to ask a question. Is this film scary? It's not scary. All right, it's not scary. Film is not scary. Is the jump scare overused in this film? It's not. Thankfully, it's not. But again, it's not your typical sort of horror film in that sense. I'm not against the idea of a horror film. If you're uh, you know, a fan of the show, you know that I am not susceptible to the jump scare. It just doesn't do it for me. I'm not impervious to it. It does happen, but it's not something that I like to see overused. I think sometimes some filmmakers use it too much. And I don't like that. You know, you got to be dependent on the good story. Yeah, throw in a good, you know, a a good jump scare here and there because that's entertaining stuff. You know, we want to be entertained. I want to be entertained, damn it. But when you use it too much and it just becomes this, you know, distraction where it's like every single time there is an opportunity for a jump scare, there's a jump scare. And then it just becomes this, you know, really repetitive and really boring thing, which I'm sure nobody wants to see. Okay, so now I want to talk about the things I liked about this film. And I'm going to use uh, Billy's music here. Thing number one I liked. It's a different take on psychological horror. It's Catholic church horror, and it's supernatural horror. But it's different. It, It wasn't what I was expecting. If you haven't seen our episode on consecration... That is also a Catholic Church horror-style film, but also different what I expected, which makes it stand out. And I love it. I love it because it's different. I also love it because it has elements of the Catholic Church embedded into it, kind of like Consecration. If you have not seen our review on Consecration, I recommend you go watch that or listen to it right now. It's available on the old YouTubes and the Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere, really anywhere, where podcasts are available through an RSS feed. The film score, my goodness, so dark, so deep, and so personal, and just so good. Round of applause for the film score. It really did not detract or pull attention away from what was happening in this film. It really accentuated the tension, the desires, the needs of this character perfectly well. It's rare, I think, when you get such a complementary relationship between the music and uh, and the visuals in a film, but I think this is one of those instances. Well, I shouldn't say too rare, but you know, you have to acknowledge when you get a good combo of both, where both the audio and the visual elements of a film are complementary as opposed to fighting each other. We've had that in the past, I think. Uh, Billy, do you remember which one? Uh, honestly, uh, I really don't. Uh, but yeah, it's a good thing. I also like the film score. 
It was really interesting. And actually, there was a fun fact that I considered uh, about the film score. And uh, it's not surprising to me that it's so good because the uh, the gentleman who scored the film and the director uh, collaborated very closely to make sure that the uh, film really represented the you know, the, the thematic elements of the film uh, that they were being visually portrayed. Okay. Good research. So that's it. That score, I also really like the score. The acting. My goodness. The acting by everybody. By Maude, by Amanda. And it's not a huge cast, but it's all so well done and so believable. One of the things that I really enjoy... If you've never heard of this before in our show, I don't say it as often as I used to, but I really enjoy when it's not a really well-known actor or actress because it really lets me get involved and lost in the idea that these are actual people experiencing these events. Like, this is their life. And I'm just, you know, like this passive observer watching as stuff happens and it really felt like that with this particular cast. They just, I didn't know who, I don't know who they are, maybe. Maybe they have been in other stuff, but they're just so good at portraying their character. Round of applause for them. Where the film, uh, moving on to the other thing I liked, the backdrop of the film, the actual place where this was filmed, beautiful seaside town somewhere in England. And it's just perfect even the scenes i think where our doors and you know this this element of you know being in a dark and gloomy seaside town which i've seen before in other films but this just conveys just not just obviously a physical setting but also i think a mental state of the character right when you think about like dark and gloomy i can think of a place like that here and <laughs> oh good old you was a man up in the northwest, uh, northwest, I'm looking at you. But no, it's such a great setting for this film, and it just felt small, and it felt secluded, and really, there's a little bit it lended to this sense of desperation, and you know, and sadness. And I'm not calling this town sad. I'm just saying that it really helped uh, with really conveyed this uh, this emotional setting that really accentuated what was happening. Uh, in the story. And of course, the story can... Wow. What a great story. I can't say enough about this. Again, Catholic Church horror, but not your typical... Not your typical style, not your typical flavor of Catholic Church horror. Very different to even in already different film like a Consecration. Very different to The Exorcist. Very different to The Pope's Exorcist. Very different to any... Catholic horror film that I've seen before. And I'm glad they take these chances, and I'm glad that this director had this idea. I think she also wrote. I'm glad that they, they, they were given an opportunity to portray stories like this because we need different things. I personally, and Billy know this. Billy, you know this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't like, the, you don't like the, the, the same thing over and over and over. I do not like the same thing over and over and over. I must be very honest. Even, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whisper this. So that's a lesser effect. But even the sequels to Back to the Future, sometimes I wonder, were they actually needed? 
I mean, back to the future once. Was perfect. It was perfect. It ended perfectly. It started perfectly. It has perfect music, perfect acting, perfect story, perfect everything. Were the sequels needed? Did I need to see a flying DeLorean? I needed to see a flying DeLorean. But anyway, the point I'm making here is like, sometimes it just feels like, you know, sequels or the, you're telling me the same story with different people in, different, in the same role. And it's like, ah, oh, you know, come on, you know, give me something else. Give me something different. My brain is capable of, uh, you know, processing different information. All of our brains are. You don't have to give us the exact same thing over and over and over again. So... I'm looking at you. Listeners, now, if, you know, if you're new to the show, you know I am not. I'm sorry. If you're new to the show, then you don't know that I am not a fan of the slashers. Uh, Laura, yeah, you know, you've been on quite a tangent to lose fans here uh, uh, very recently. I wonder what's going on. Well, Billy, you assume we have fans. Ah, lot. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Anyway, I don't like the same stuff. Give me something new. Give me something different. Change something. You know, I don't know. You may have good stories. Uh, you don't have to reuse the same thing. This is one of the reasons why. You know what really great make is? Remakes of remakes of remakes of remakes. I get it. Like, you want to tell a story in a different way. Okay, that's acceptable. But, you know, four, five, six, seven things of the same story. I'm like, oh, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm going to pass on that most of the time. You know, I, there's a film series where I actually like the sequels or I think the sequels are better than the original films. You know, that's a different conversation. Maybe that's a different episode for another show, Billy. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of different episodes and shows that we really never got to. You're right, you're right. We got a lot of different episodes of different things and different ideas that we'll hopefully get to at some point. Anyway, the story, it's great, it's different. The things I didn't like, as usual, sponsored by no one. Nothing. There's nothing about this film that I didn't like. That shouldn't be unusual to you who have listened to the show in the past. There are sometimes films where I don't have anything to say that I didn't like. I liked everything about this film. I have a little thing that maybe I'll give an honorable mention to. I personally found this film. Uh, I was really sad for the character in this film. And I don't like sad shit. That's why I don't watch dramas. Uh, it's, you know, it's this close to home store stuff. And I really which you know, this is really more of a, a thing that you should like, but it's so well done that you really, uh, you, you really relate with this character and, you know, you're just hoping for the best and, and, uh, you know, that your situation improves without giving spoilers away. But, you know, I, I, there was, there wasn't a thing I didn't like. I almost, I wanted to put that in here that, well, I don't, I don't like the way this mother made my fail. I don't want to feel sad. But, um, no. It's a great film and uh, it's worth mentioning. Anyway, no things I didn't like. Now, on to is this film entertaining. Were I entertained by this film? It's only an hour and ten minutes or so. 
But I must say, this is a really entertaining movie. It's a great story, as I already mentioned. Perfectly crafted, well shot, phenomenal music. So yes, this film is entertaining. And now, a little segment we like to call around here, the segment formerly known as Do I Recommend This Film? Now known as Do I Endorse This? Hi, I'm Rick, and I endorse this film. Yes, I endorse this film. Go watch it. Stop eating leftovers. You've had enough. Don't let anybody else tell you anything. Okay? No, you're not going to get on a diet in the new year. You've had enough. I'm joking. Eat as much as you want. It's joke. It's joke. Stop whatever you're doing right now, this instant, as you're listening to this. And go watch this film. It's a great film. It's different. It's new. I guarantee you, you'll like it. Or at the very least, it'll make you feel something. It'll make you feel something in the feels. Uh, but it's an hour and ten minutes well spent. And it deserves attention and it should be watched. So congratulations to St. Maud. Go watch it. A red hang. Now, if you are a frequent listener of the show, and I just mentioned this a second ago, I am not a fan of sad shit. I don't watch movies to be sad. I want movies to be happy. I want characters and movies to, to be happy and stuff. You know, I like the old Hollywood ending where the, where the fire trucks and the police are showing up at the end. And, you know, it's too late, but fuck it, they're there. You know, and then now it's dead. But then the new day is dawning. A new day has dawned. And the heroes of our story have survived the tragic events of the night. But not all of them. And then there'll be a tiny little wink or scene that lets us know that they're going to tease a sequel. And the sequel will be rated R, not intended for people who are easily offended or children. Definitely no children. Because they cry and don't sit still in the theaters. Leave them at home. It's joke, uh, it's joke. The kids are like the scary film. Go take him, eh? Oh, smoke, smoke, uh, drink, and smoke. Hey, que cosa, sono italiano. Oh, parla inglese, oh, scusa, scusa. Anyway, uh, rating an 8 out of 10 for St. Maud. Phenomenal movie. You must watch it. The only reason I can give something like this something higher is because it's sort of a low-budget film and nothing against a low-budget film. And it's sad. Sad. It's a sad story. I, I can't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like sad stuff, and uh, we must... We must come on. But that's it. On this very special Christmas Day episode of Rick's horror movie review show i hope that you had an amazing time last night with or today with your family depending on where you are and how you celebrate and that sandy claus brought you an amazing gift like he brought me and we'll catch you again next time on our last episode of the year episode 50 of rick's Rated our horror movie review show and don't forget to be our friends on the old Instagrams and TikToks and the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Follow us there and thank you so much. We'll catch you again next time. <laughs>